to the Calgary Stampeder. Pulled Bo Levi Saturday in Toronto and came back to one. So what's the buzz in Cowtown as we open a brand new week with their football team? I, you know, I think people read into these things too much. As you know, you were a goalie. Goalies get pulled uh, at any point. When a goalie gets pulled in hockey, the whole team gets a lift. When a quarterback gets pulled in football, the whole team dies. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, yes, it is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Welcome inside your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Uh, it is episode number 826. We've got a great show coming up for you today. Radio icon Mike Richards is going to be joining us from Southern Ontario. There's no big topic to get to with Mike Richards. He's just that entertaining. And we always enjoy having Mike Richards on. And for the National Football League fans, of which you'll see very shortly, I'm wearing my Super Bowl Bengals shirt here today as we enter week three of the NFL preseason. Special treat for you, Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert, will be joining us for an extended segment. So uh, you fantasy football players, you diehard NFL fans, uh, be tuned in an hour or two for an extra long session with one Jim Lang. But we welcome to the broadcast one half of the program, yeah, president and CEO hair. of the RP Show Corp, Darren Moose Dupont. What do you know today, Moose? Looking good, my friend. How are things? Hey, fe- feeling good, too. Uh, good to be back home uh, and happy to be back on the show. Got a little bit of a, a sleep this morning, so life is good. Well, hey, before we go any further, it looks like you were outside in the St. Catharines, Ontario sun quite a bit. Did you get highlights while you were gone, or is that natural sun <laughs> bleach streaks in your uh, in your flowing mane there? Yeah, that's a little sun-kissed, actually. Uh, you know, either that or I'm going starting to go gray after, uh, after <laughs> almost three weeks away, but... Uh, uh, lots of sun. The weather was gorgeous. It was just, it was, it was phenomenal to see the area. Well, working with us could certainly uh, get your hair gray, I'm for sure. Director Jordan, let's get into it. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And let's get to business, please, on this Tuesday. Thank you. Hey, a lot of ball, a lot of ball for all here. And actually, I got about eight points, Moose, so stick with me. It's a good thing you're with me for 40 minutes here in hour one because we got a lot to get through. Point one eight. Fourth-string quarterback Chris Strebler, who hadn't thrown a pass in team drills before leading the New York Jets to two touchdowns in the Jets' preseason opener against Philadelphia last week, was at it again against Atlanta on Monday Night Football. Did you watch it? The former CFL quarterback who's had prior NFL stints with Arizona, Baltimore, and Miami replaced an ineffective Mike White in the third quarter Monday night and engineered touchdown drives in his first two series, leading the Gotham Green to a 24-16 win over Atlanta at MetLife Stadium. First came a 34-yard touchdown pass to Lawrence Cager, and then an eight-play drive that was capped by LaMichael Perrine's seven-yard run that gave the Jets a lead 11 seconds into the fourth quarter. Strebler finished 8 of 11 for 119 yards. He also led the Jets were 33 yards rushing on six carries. Now, I'm going to stop there and just say, full disclosure, you were flying home from Southern Ontario. You missed all of this, and I'm ashamed to say so did I. I went to bed at halftime with the Falcons up like 16-3. to I'm like, this is awful. And they're interviewing Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, Moose, on the sidelines, and I'm like, Laura Rutledge was interviewing him, and I'm like, you are a poor lamb being led to slaughter coaching the, mo- the worst team potentially in the NFL, and then Strevy takes over. Who knew he's the next Joe Namath in New York? What, what do you think about what Strevy's done in New York? <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I really do. And, you know, they were talking about it on ESPN this morning, 
um, when they talked about Chris Trevor coming into the game, they said the former CFL quarterback, you know, leading the, the jets on the comeback trail in the fourth quarter. I'm like, yeah, here we go. And here's, you know, what the CFL needs. When you put players into the NFL, you get kudos for it. And, you know, he, we know he has the athletic ability. We're unsure about the arm, but Hey, it didn't look like the arm was a problem last night in Monday night football. And you know what? Those things matter because, you know, believe it or not, we look at these preseason games and we think, you know, the results don't matter. And, you know, we take the starters out after a quarter and all this and that, but you know what players want to win every game, no matter what. So, you know, in that locker room after the game, they were all over Chris Traveler, giving them the kudos and, and everything else and excited to have the win because those good vibes build towards the regular season. So I love to see it. Wow. There's some unbelievable emerging stories already in this NFL season. And, of course, as you know, we air all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable with Game Plus TV, and they love Chris Streveler in Winnipeg. And I'll be honest, um, as the rider guy, as I've been historically, I never saw this in Chris Streveler, even while he was with Winnipeg. It looked like he couldn't run. He was built more like a linebacker. He wasn't known for his throwing, but he did help the Blue Bombers to a great cup. Paul Lapoli said all along, his offensive coordinator, this guy's got it. And as it turns out, he does. Now, the story of Monday Night Football was Streveler, not your guy Marcus Mariota, who led Atlanta to points on two of his three drives in the loss against the Jets, but uh, I don't think much is... They blow a lead in preseason play on Monday Night Football. Get used to it, Falcons fans. Point 1B is simply this. Despite an offseason of mixed headlines for Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owner continues to dominate in the financial arena. For the 12th straight year, Forbes has calculated the Cowboys as the most valuable franchise in the NFL, pegging the team's worth at a whopping $8 billion. That's a staggering 23% increase over last year, thanks in part to the league's revenue rebound since the 2020 pandemic and the recent $4.65 billion sale of the Denver Broncos. Any thoughts on that other than the Cowboys are again proving, like the Leafs, you don't need to win a championship to improve your value? No, you don't. You have to have a big audience, a big fan base, a strong brand and longevity. And the Dallas Cowboys have that. And and Jerry Jones continues to show that, you know, they're capturing the country's attention. Uh, That America's team slogan is for real. And uh, I love it. So, you know, the Cowboys will continue to dominate. Well, it was all marketing. I heard somebody saying the other day, where did that theme or that name America's team come from and it was late 70s a marketing shtick and it worked there's something to be said for marketing start uh, spreading the news everybody let's get that viewership up on youtube tell all your friends we're talking bald on the rp show on this tuesday brought to you in part by ito japan which i'll tell you more about ito in a moment point two as we move on rough riders on monday named cody forjardo their starting quarterback i did not hear News out of Calgary of the same. Where are the Stamps fans at? Tell me, is Bo Levi starting Thursday at Winnipeg for the Calgary Stampeders? Because both he and Cody Fajardo were benched. I didn't really see the explanation from Craig Dickinson as to why they're going back to Cody Fajardo, but I also don't need it. Uh, Dickinson is a loyal guy. I think the general manager, Jeremy O'Day, is too, but I don't know him as well. But you're going to pay a guy the highest paid Rough Rider in franchise history in this all-or-nothing year. You're going to put him on the field, Darren. I don't know how much you and I discussed that yesterday. I discussed it more with Lee, but I think your guy is your guy, and you ride him until you can't ride him anymore. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? 
it's what you're supposed to do. We have to remember, though, you know, not to let romance cloud our, our brains, too, because at some point, you know, Bo Levi, Mitchell, Cody Fajardo won't be starting quarterbacks in this league. They won't be. And we get romantic about what we've seen in the past. So we have to be ready to move on. But I don't think we're there yet. I really don't with either of these two. And, and when you're the Saskatchewan Rough Riders trying to go all in and win a great cup or be in a great cup at home, you got to go with the guy that, that, that's got you this far. And I, I don't think it's, it's it, if you turn to Mason Fine now, it shows that you're panicking. And I don't think there's any time to panic in Saskatchewan. Well, and uh, Fajardo addressed the media yesterday. That two-minute clip is being picked apart endlessly. I feel sorry for the kid. I wish I knew then what I know now, and I'd like to sit down with Cody and tell him not to listen to him and shove it up their butt. But he's not there yet, and you can tell that he's bothered by what things are being said about him. He said that he was bothered by being pulled, but he said, hey, the coach, that's why he gets the big bucks to make these decisions, and uh, he said his confidence is shaken. So I don't know what to expect out of Cody Fajardo on Friday night. But, uh, you know, and then the others say, well, he's hurt. Well, if he's hurt, he shouldn't be playing. So it is a quarterback mess for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I haven't delved into the comments here from the viewers yet, but I'll say it again. Shoot us a text if you're watching on Game Plus Television. The number's on the screen, 902-518-3033. Who are the Stampeders going to start a quarterback this Thursday at Winnipeg? We know that it's going to be Fajardo at the Lions on Friday night, which incidentally, very honored and pleased to have been asked to be on the BC Lions official podcast. We'll be taping it tonight. I'm not sure when it's going to drop, but that's another reason why I'm wearing orange today. Hey, what's on at the movies this week with Landmark Cinemas? Bullet Train, in theaters now. Brad Pitt stars as Ladybug, an unlucky assassin determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. Check it out. Tell us how it is. Maybe I'll get to it by the end of the week. I've got a lot of people, Moose, that are in theaters across the prairie seeing our advertisement. So promoting this show. So nice work on that, Moose. It's working. And as a matter of fact, we'd like to send you to the movies. Text MOVIES in all caps right now to the number on the screen to be entered to win tickets and treats at Landmark Cinemas. Winners picked every week to go to the movies. Point 3A, the Montreal Canadiens. You're wondering why, Rod, are you talking with the Montreal Canadiens? Well, NHL.com is filling up my inbox here in the dog days of summer with an outlook of every team every day. And the Montreal Canadiens, I want to hear from the Habs fans. Where are they at today? Darren, are they in a rebuild or are they not? I watched them down here in South Florida this winter, and I remember thinking a couple things. One, they got a great coach at Martin St. Louis. I love the way that he commands his bench. I also thought, This is the best American Hockey League team I've ever seen. Half the team doesn't even shave. And are they tanking by acquiring Sean Monaghan and some of these moves? They've lost Jeff Petrie. They'd already lost Shea Weber. They've acquired Kirby Doc. Like, I don't really know what they're doing. It's not a full-on tank. And do you not think by winning the lottery last year, Darren, and having the number one overall pick, which they took Yuri Slikovsky with, I don't... I wouldn't want to tempt fate and think you could do it again. I don't think the Habs want to tank this year. So what do you think is a reasonable outlook for the Montreal Canadiens? You know, I think the Canadians can challenge for a playoff spot. I, I do. I think they're, they're a team now that was in rebuild mode. And I think they're still in rebuild mode. Don't get me wrong. But I think they're a team that's, that's now poked their head out of the sand and can look around and start competing. 
right? I think they're a team that's got a good young core now, some real interesting pieces. We'll see in the first third of the season how they come together and if they have a chance at the playoffs. If not, they may you know, decide to continue to retool, deal off some assets, and try and you know, get to the bottom and see if you can find yourself a Connor Bedard in the draft and then really be ready to go. But this almost feels a little bit like the Pittsburgh Penguins when, you know, they got Crosby and Malkin and Latang, and they were bad for a couple of time, a couple of seasons and it really helped them retool and they got the flower and some things in place. Remember, I don't think they're going to have Carey Price this year either. So that's a big question mark and goal. If Carey Price isn't going to play and, you know, this might be a team that that's either going to surprise people and get into the playoffs or they're going to be a team that might be at the bottom. And that's the thing is with this NHL.com column, they weren't really predicting yet. I don't think we're there yet. We're about a month away from us all making our divisional predictions. But I don't know what Montreal have. The, the cornerstone, of course, is Carey Price. And did we know when he went away to treatment, as we say in the recovery industry? that he had a this significant of a knee problem too. So, Kerry's not as old as you think. There are a lot of miles on that body. But if they're going into the season without him, where, where do you begin? You probably don't make the playoffs without Kerry Price. So I'd like to hear from the Habs fans today. I'll allow the Habs fans predictions where you think they'll finish. Darren just said he thinks they can be a playoff team. To me, I think that'll swing on whether Kerry Price plays or not. Last year, they were eighth in the division. Second worst in the entire NHL. And like I say, incredibly young. And all I can see is them getting like one year older. So we'll see where it goes. Point 3B, Baker Mayfield will start the Carolina Panthers September 11th regular season opener against his former team, the Cleveland Browns. Panthers coach Matt Rule made the announcement on the Panthers website Monday. Now listen up, young fans. This is what Rule said. When we started this process, we were looking at three things. Number one, mastery of the offense. Number two, situational football excellence. And number three, moving the ball and getting guys involved. That's been our focus all along. Baker has made a lot of improvement, a lot of growth in all three areas in a short amount of time. Both Baker and Sam Darnold, as backup now, are expected to play in this team's uh, preseason finale on Friday night against the Buffalo Bills. Moose, who didn't see this coming? Or at least I did. I shouldn't speak for you. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, both personally and professionally. I think about the letter that... Uh, Johnny Manziel wrote Baker after going number one overall to Cleveland. Remember that a few years ago? I would hope that Baker lit it on fire. What's the letter, Johnny? Where the best bars are in Cleveland? What are you going to tell Baker Mayfield? Maybe you should have wrote him a letter as to how to deal with those idiotic owners in Cleveland. That's what you should have wrote him about. Perseverance? I'm... Carolina Panthers might be my second team this year behind the Dallas Cowboys because of what this kid's doing. He's a winner. And I'm pulling for them. Are you surprised Baker Mayfield will start in week one for Carolina? I'm not surprised. You know, I kind of thought he'd have the inside track to win the job. He's a starter in Cleveland, led them to the playoffs uh, for the first time in a long, long time. Um, and, you know, when you're, when you're a team like Carolina who struggled a little bit to go back into the season with the same guy and Sam Darnold's got a lot of talent too, and he can have a good career and get this back on track. But when you're a team being like, okay, we're here and, we got the same guy that didn't get us into the playoffs last year. It doesn't give you a big mindset, a great mindset going in. But when you've got Baker Mayfield coming in, now it's new energy. It's excitement. Now you've got everybody really excited about the start of the season. And even if it doesn't work out, they're going to be engaged week one. And it's Baker against the Browns. Who doesn't want that? Well, 
Baker's my kind of guy. You college football fans, tell me, refresh my memory. Was it in Oklahoma or was it at FSU where he took the spear, and uh, which is what FSU, FSU's normal pregame thing is, and he took it and speared center field as the opposition? That's something I would do or would have done. So I want to cheer for Baker, and now it's with Carolina. Folks, we're only halfway through our quick six show topics. We haven't got to the poll question here today, so stick around. On the way, Mike Richards and Jim Lang. Moose and I will return right after this brief pause. You're watching the RP Show's warm-up on the Game Plus television network. We're live streaming on YouTube, of course, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com, the official plumbing, heating, and cooling company of the RP Show. Um, Hey, Moose, as you know, I trust you. You trust me. You trust my intuition. And my intuition was that even in these dog days of summer that we could talk hockey and get an audience for it here on the RP Show. And lo and behold, the text line is full of messages of people watching on Game Plus television right now. Do you want to hear from some of them? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Lyle Robichaux is watching in Tirana, Ontario on Game Plus TV, and he says, Habs are in a division of sharks. They're at the bottom of the barrel with or without price at the moment. And that's the sucky thing. Uh, They go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. We were there for it. It was so much fun. And now, a little over a year later, the GMs fired the coaches, fired the goalies, gone, the captains, gone. Oh, man. Enjoy the good times while you can, because they don't last in any league, for the most part, unless you're a fan of the New England Patriots, and even those days are over. And from Mydale Mike Lee, who's watching on Sastel Max Television, where they carry Game Plus TV, Mydale Mike says, if Montreal gets Connor Bedard again, I might become a fan of the Habs again. How about that? He's like me. He was giving that? me the gears. He was giving me the gears in Edmonton, how I changed my favorite teams regularly, and I quoted the great Miles Garrell, Canadian uh, Football Hall of Famer. You know him, Moose, or know of him. I think you know him. I always said, Miles, yeah. who's your favorite team? He said, who's ever paying me? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yes. Um, just hang on. Let me read a couple more comments, and then we'll get back. There's a lot of comments today. They want to talk. They want to talk. And that's what we do here on the RP Show. But point four. Canada's unbeaten record at the 2022 Little League World Series came to an end Monday as the powerful Metamoros Little Leaguers of Mexico recorded a five-inning, 10-0 victory over the Little Mountain Little Leaguers of Vancouver in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Canada now 2-1. In the Major Leagues of Baseball, point five, Aaron Judge connected off Max Scherzer for his Major League-leading 47th home run. Andrew Benintendi drove in two runs. And the Yankees beat the Mets 4-2 for their first Subway Series win this season. As for the Toronto Blue Jays, they're feeling pretty good about themselves after winning 3-4 of off the Yankees on the weekend. They'll open a three-game series at Fenway tonight. The Jays, 5-5 five five in the last 10, send Ross Stripling to the mound. Uh, by the way, 
This portion of the warm-up brought to you by Ito Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Ito Japan's menu has something for everyone. You want to hear a little inside stuff, Moose? While you were gone at St. Catharines, our COO, Lee Zhenya, and I went to uh, Ito Japan. I was standing there looking at the menu board, and I'm like, I really should change it up for the bento box and expand my horizons. And you can imagine Lee, he looked at me and goes, Roddy, if you really enjoy the bento box, why change? So I didn't. Smart. How about that? I know. Why mix it up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He got a bento box too. And he mixed the chicken and the beef. He got, (laughs) he was living wild. And he was very happy with that. Um, and my sixth point I'll come back to, it has to do with the CFL, but from our viewers, I want to read their messages. Um, Todd in Red Deer writes in, he goes, and that's another reason why I love this show. Thanks for trying to answer my question. It was about, did Don Matthews invent the linebacker DB hybrid? He says, maybe we need to bring in a veteran CFL guy or two to get to the bottom of it, Brian Hall or John Lynch. How about that? Brian Hall's never coming on this show. Won't happen. And John Frenzy, unfortunately, for reasons that are his own, won't be coming on this show either. But Todd, I hope that you could be satisfied with the fact that we said John Huffnagel invented the five-receiver spread offense. Nobody's giving Don Matthews credit, and we already did go to the, uh, to the vets. Nobody's giving Don Matthews that credit. Now, Todd also says, one thing about Jarrah Jones is not mentioned enough, in my opinion, is that he was a very wealthy oil businessman and he invested everything in the Cowboys and went to work. Going all in like that, he deserves tons of respect, in my opinion. Yes, but that's my team. Think about Jera. If you go back and watch the documentaries, read the books, he leveraged everything he had. Similar to your guy, uh, Jerry Buss. Uh, Darren, with what he did with the Lakers and with what uh, Jerry Jones said, we're walking in some tall grass. (laughs) <laughs> when they bought the Cowboys back in the day. I love it. Uh, and it obviously worked out, but it would be nice if they, <clears throat> if he just moved on. He can still own the team, but having day-to-day control is not really doing it for me. And Stephen in Minot, North Dakota, writes in, he says, the plot thickens. Corny CFL times picking sweet corn. Will the Bombers make sweet 16 regular season wins? And he reports sunny and plus 19 degrees Celsius in Velva, North Dakota. Um, we'll talk about the Bombers in a second. What I want to get to is this, Darren. And I want your opinion, and it's our poll question today, which we'll get to in a moment. The Week 12 games in the Canadian Football League are these. Thursday, Calgary at Winnipeg, which I think probably would be regarded as Canada's Game of the Week. Friday, a doubleheader. Hamilton at Toronto. Sask at BC. And then Saturday, Ottawa at Edmonton. Victor Quees, Edmonton Elks, our home to the Ottawa Red Black Saturday night. Victor puts the victor in victory. I just came up with that last night. What do you think? It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Now, the Toronto Argonauts, as I was putting the guys, the team's records into this little grid that I do, the Argos are 4-5. and five. They lead the East Division at 4-5. and five. Now, we've had losing teams in the NFL win divisions. That is a fact. NFC East, uh, NFC West, but it didn't look good. And so if you went to a top six playoff formula, 
which I used to be dead set against, but now I'm totally for, and I'm not sure what changed in me other than maybe leaving the CFL. This, Darren, is what the playoffs would look like today. Winnipeg and BC would have buys because they're the top two teams in the CFL. And the opening round, the semifinal round, would be Montreal at Calgary and Toronto at Saskatchewan. And missing the playoffs altogether right now by virtue of their bottom three records would be Hamilton, Edmonton, and Ottawa. Is that something you might be interested in? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny that it works out that way, you know, and I, I see this more from a commissioner and an ownership point of view than I do as a fan, but I can put on both hats, you know, where I'm against the top six format is when you end up with the East not being involved. I think that's a problem, right? I mean, you want to grow the game in those big markets. So you have the East West format, but what I'm starting to buy into is maybe a bit of a reseeding. You know, you open up this many spots from the West and this many spots from the East, but we're going to reseed you and give you a top six that way. Okay. So at least, you know, you've got the playoff spots coming from the division and you're going to be represented East and West, but a four and five team isn't going to be a number one seed hosting uh, a league semifinal, right? If it's BC and Calgary hosting league semifinals, because they're the two best teams in the league, I'm all for that. But let's make sure we have some of the Eastern representatives. Well, uh, by virtue of what I just said, Montreal and Toronto are in the playoffs. They're just not hosting. And by virtue of their record, they don't deserve to host a playoff game. So anyways, that's the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Should the CFL change its playoff format and go to a top six format? And the last I saw on Twitter, 71% of respondents saying, Yes, they should. Clark, do you have a sample size on um, YouTube? What are they saying on YouTube? Ha! 72% saying, yes, it's time to change. And so jumping into the chat here, uh, 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 Carlos in Indianapolis watching, he says the CFL playoff structure could benefit from having that 10th team. Division strength is cyclical. At one point, the CFL East was the CFL least. Uh, I've got it backwards. It, it, the, the West has been dominant for decades in the CFL, so I think it is time to switch it. Um, Rich in Edmonton watching says, Rod is a lifelong Raiders fan. I can relate to bad ownership that overstayed their welcome. In brackets, Al Davis. And by the way, for the NFL fans, I'll plug it again. Coming up next hour, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Langs, covered five Super Bowls. Hey, Moose, we got, we're on the list. We covered one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we are. We're catching up to Jim. But for anybody that has NFL questions, Jim Lang coming up in hour two in an extended segment to uh, converse with you, the fans. Mad Monkey Studio, that's the account. Mad Monkey Studio on YouTube says, I just took a look into your shop. Will you be getting the official logo T-shirts back in? Uh, who's in charge of merchandise at our um, expansive corporation, Moose? <laughs> We're going to get those logo T-shirts actually back in. Uh, it's funny, I had a great call with Lee about this last week, so it's exciting. So you're getting them in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, from BW, who's watching in Nipawin, he says, that's a great clip for landmark screens. 
That would get the discussions going on CFL playoffs. Hashtag squirrel moment. BW just chimes in to try and distract us regularly and does a pretty good job, clearly. So those those are the topics. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm not totally ready to move off the CFL discussion yet. Um, that's why I think the Golden Corral is so successful. It does have a little bit for everybody. I'm back in South Florida, as you know, Moose. And as my one of my coaches said, you have a community in Florida. I said, I do have a community in Florida, and they're awesome. And they love CFL talk, and they love hockey talk. So that's why I said I think we could get away with hockey talk um, on every show all year round, and also CFL discussion too. Now, having said that, is it worthless for us to sit here and talk about CFL playoff changing? They changed nine rules this offseason. Do you ever think we'll see a day that they would change to a top six format? Yeah, I could see it. And it'd be crazy if they're not having the, the discussion, at least, at least if it's not being brought up. And I think, you know, I, I can really buy into a little bit of a hybrid. You know, you, you, you do it in baseball, you protect the division winners, even if there's a bad division, but you don't give everybody a spot. Like perhaps one team in the East gets to host a playoff game, or you have two spots in each division available um, to make the playoffs, but the hosting teams in those, you know, getting the buys should be the top two teams in the Canadian football league, regardless of, of what division you're in. And I, and I could, I could see that. I could see that happening. And the way you laid out well, the format for this year, right. The, the, yeah. It's representative of the East and West. It's just, they don't host. And that's, that's fair. And they shouldn't. Well, you look at BC, they're eight and one sitting there going, we got to play in the first weekend with the second best record in the league. That's just wrong. But yeah. anyways, uh, we'll kick that around a little later. I'm going to get into a sports update here. Hey, Moose, we'll see you at the top of hour two, all right? We'll see what's changed by then. See you then. All right, a sports update. A 12-year-old golfer was one of four to earn the final spots into the 2022 CP Women's Open on Monday. Lucy Lynn of Vancouver, who shot a two-over 74 at the Marshes Golf Club in Ottawa, was two shots back of Michelle Liu of Vancouver and Gianna Clemente of Estero, Florida. Vanessa Zhang of Vancouver is one shot back. The CP Women's Open starts Thursday in Ottawa. The Toronto Blue Jays have an opportunity to pad their wildcard status as their next 12 games are against teams with sub-500 records beginning tonight as they visit the lowly Boston Red Sox in the first of a three-game series. And the Little Mountain Little Leaguers of Vancouver, who were crushed 10-0 by the powerful Matamoros of Mexico, need to shake it off and refocus as they face the Caribbean entry from Willemstad Curaco later today in a first win, uh, sorry, a must-win game for both two-and-one squads at the 75th Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania today. This sports update is for Edo Japan. From hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Mike Richards coming up next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP 
B Show continues from sunny South Florida. It's a home game work the week for the Miami Dolphins, home to the Philadelphia Eagles in NFL preseason play on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. I'll be there. Hopefully this season it's not Hard Luck Stadium. We're going to Southern Ontario now. Our good friend Mike Richards joins us from Socket 960 Radio. And more than anything, Mike, we didn't have any big topics. I just wanted to know what was popping in your part of the world. What's keeping you busy these days, man? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's Nathan Rohr. It's, 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 uh, it's all about Nathan Rohr for me. And it, and it, it was going into the season and watching him play. So I was not surprised. I was very sort of uh, vocal, very open about what the Argos need to do because they're the one market that just winning isn't enough. Winning isn't enough. You have to have a story. You've got to have a circus going on. And look, uh, the Argos have had a history of doing that for years, which we bring up, uh, you know, whoever you want to talk about it. But, uh, it's something that they needed to do, and it was it was a gift. It was it was served on a plate with with Nathan coming out of uh, out of uh, Ohio, and then you you know it doesn't matter what 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 else you wanted to take. That was your story. That was your winner. That's your guy. Uh, the fact that he didn't catch on and wasn't exactly you know uh, I think he went to the Giants and maybe they fooled around with him at a receiver or something. But the fact is, if you like Zach Wilson or thought Zach Wilson was good enough to be drafted by the Jets, then you then also have to entertain the Nathan Rourke who I think might be physically a little bit stronger, might be a little bit smarter. Uh, and now that's gone. In one quick moment, uh, he's got that foot injury. If he comes back towards the end of the season, that's fine. But um, it was heartbreaking. It was gutting for me because he's been wonderful to watch. Um, and, and in a season where there has been you know, a lot of interesting football games, sometimes for all the wrong reasons, hey, you never know who's playing quarterback uh, this quarter. Anyone? Has anyone thrown the ball before? You? Okay. You have to keep the he- helmet on backwards. You got a shot. So I was just, it just made me sick to my stomach. I feel bad for his family. I feel bad for him. And I feel bad for CFL fans. It just, in, in a word, it just sucks. Uh, yeah, and my mind's racing on all of that because he was the best story. Here, here's something we could put to the viewers, and I'll actually put it to you. Who is the last guy in the CFL that you would buy a ticket to go see? And I say that, Mike, because last week in Saskatchewan, people are telling me, I'm buying a ticket to go see Nathan Rourke. The Riders lost their third straight at home. These people wouldn't have normally gone to the game, but they went to go watch Nathan Rourke. And there hasn't been a guy that sells tickets that I can recall for some time in the CFL. You know, people don't want to hear this, but the last single individual out of curiosity, right or wrong, who people would have bought a ticket for was Johnny Football. Johnny yeah. Football, oh, yeah. in that time, they're going to... Look, half the people want to see him fail. The other half want to see if he's any good. The irony is... And this is what he's done his whole life. He's made bad decisions. But when he was with Kahari Jones in Montreal, you could see that he started to get it. Because it's not like he wasn't built for this league, because he kind of was. And when he wants to use his brains for the right thing, which is starting to understand how to read a defense, not taking off before he's checked down on everything he needs to do. I felt he actually could have made a career for himself here in the CFL and kind of got his life on. But you know what? He, he didn't want to do that. He made sure that the league would not entertain keeping him and now he's gone forever, and he's, he's just, you know, football isn't uh, in his future. Uh, but that's just who he is. He's a, he's a mess that way, and he's never been a, a straight thinker, and he's always had some, quite frankly, bad advice. Some, some dudes just have a cloud and a stink about them, and it's not going to work out, and he's one of them. But it's a shame. But uh, to me, if you're looking at uh, legitimately who someone's going to put some money down to see, it probably was him. Yeah, you know what? You couldn't be more right. And to be honest, I was a Manziel fan. Now I'm not for all the reasons you've laid out. And it's kind of sad. But, you know, last seen playing in the fan-controlled football league. And 
We can laugh at that for all we want, but Cavante Turpin, he's the big stud out of Dallas Cowboys training camp, returned two kicks on Saturday. He played in the fan control football league too. A guy that was dying to get his shot, made it, and now he's starring in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. That's one story as we get ready to kick off a new season. What are the other NFL stories that have your attention, Mike? Well, we're here in Southern Ontario, which means, uh, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills are, are, are almost as much of an obsession as anything else that you'll find. And I am uh, a firm believer that this team is going to play pissed off. Uh, I, I know a lot of people going back to that 13 seconds that all they had to do was make one stop. I mean, they, they had the game in their hands. They're the ones who blew it. And by the way, I'm not one of these ones that say, don't you think the rules suck? Uh, they got ripped off. The league took away a chance for the Buffalo Bills to go to the Super Bowl. No. No, you have to stop people, and you didn't do it, and all you had to do was 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 control 13 seconds of where you think that ball is going to go on that team, and you guessed wrong. You didn't do it, so you're out, but guess what? That's the kind of chip on your shoulder. That's the kind of anger, and you saw little flares of it, and they put a beating on, on Denver. I mean, again, it's all preseason, so it kind of you got to take it with a little grain of salt, but I'm telling you, this team is going to go out and they are going to be ruthless. They're going to go out there. They've got a tough schedule, too. You look at their schedule. The Bills do not have an easy schedule. I don't think they care. I honestly think this is one of these teams that, barring injury, barring injury, they should be Super Bowl favorites. They're certainly my favorite to win. I've been a Josh Allen fan since, you know, since he basically comes out of high school. No one wants to take him. He and his dad have to work uh, sending out, you know, back in the day, they had to send out tapes. Nobody's interested. So he ends up, you know, you're, you're going to a school like in Wyoming, so you know you, you, sometimes there's a lot of eye rolling depending on who you beat. He still had some, some of that coming in with the Buffalo Bills, and he's proved that he has learned. But he's still his own guy. I'm, you know, there was a little bit of that. I want to be a Brett Favre kind of thing in him. I think that's been burned out a little bit. But he still will carry that team on his shoulders. He's still going to tuck the ball and run with it. I mean, not like Streveler. That I still think that he's just not an NFL quarterback. I mean, I love the guy. You know, any shirtless, fur coat-wearing dude with a cowboy hat, tight pants. i got to be honest, I, I'm a little attracted to it. A little attracted to it. So uh, I do so like that are, part of the we all? <laughs> we yeah. all are. Come on. I'm come glad on. you it's said great. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Come on. For- Next time I come on this show, guess what I'm wearing? Guess what I'm wearing? That. <laughs> no shirt and a, and a fur yeah. coat. Oh, yeah? Two fur yeah. coats. What? Well, speak, yeah. so the Bills are going to play with a chip on their shoulder. Let's wind it up with this. How about the Leafs? I'm sure the people are just slowly making the climb to the top of buildings in your area to jump off when the Leafs <laughs> fall next spring. Are they going to have a, a chip on their shoulder this season enough to win a Stanley Cup? No, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a chip on their shoulder. I think that there is a level of fragility to this team. When you look at what everybody else has done in their division, when you look at what Montreal's done, when you look at what New York did last year, when you see that the Tampa Bay is still angry, Tampa Bay still angry, you've got a bunch of teams, maybe Ottawa improves a little bit. Uh, we're talking about teams like New Jersey. Do they, do they push a little bit? The Islanders were absolutely dreadful last year. So do they go two years in a row under Lou and have that kind of tire spinning season? I don't think so because I think you're going to get to a point, especially with the goaltending and they're not an aggressive team and they don't have necessarily a great uh, six in front of them that you're going to see a little bit of sweating early. And if it does, I think there's going to be a bit of a meltdown. If, if, if I'm looking at a leaf season right now and leaf nation, uh, and this may not be popular on the show, but I, I think you got to go crown Royal. Crown Royal, uh, maybe you're Jameson's person, maybe maybe it's Stoli, but you better stock up that bar because it's going to be a bad one. So if you don't have a, a habit 
pick up one, start smoking cigar, uh, cigars, vape, uh, become addicted to porn. <laughs> Whatever you have to do, don't let it be the Leafs as your center focus because you're going to be severely disappointed. And I'm expecting disaster. I am. I'm expecting a disaster this year. Clark, are you listening? Clark, <laughs> that's our producer. Um, renew your subscription to OnlyFans. Mike, thanks for this. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground, man. Keep it real, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, say hi to Jimmy Lang for me. He's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, the best. Yeah, coming up in hour two. Thank you. Mike Richards. Mike Richards Raw. Give him a follow on Twitter. The guy's an absolute inspiration in many, many ways. Viewer Takeover is next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including the beautiful state of Florida. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, it is a viewer takeover from beautiful South Florida. We've already got through the sports update, so it's just you and me, y'all, and uh, the Moose coming up in hour two. Fire up those text messages now, please. 902-518-3033. I'm sitting here thinking about how wonderful sports talk is in the daytime, and I'm telling you something. I'm sitting here in Florida. ESPN has shows like this on all day during the day long. And you've heard them and seen them. First take and get up and NFL live and around the horn and pardon the interruption. I'm like, when we started this show, I'm like, surely there's space for one, one daytime sports talk show on Canadian television. And here we are. And it's a very exciting year upcoming, by the way, because I'm sitting here going, I'm loving that we're talking about Nathan Rourke. I'm loving that the BC lines are relevant again. And we're getting a lot of invitations to bring the show out to Vancouver. And we'll get there. If we can find a weekend where the Canucks or Lions are playing on the same weekend, that would be just tickety-boo. And then we hear, you know, the, well, and we know that we have, a, oh, man, a strong pull towards Eastern Canada. And I meant to ask Mike Richards about the Queen's play because I know he was there. And if he would tell us how much money he blew or one on the race. I blew my money on the race going with Cause and Mayhem. I thought there was like a Motley Crue thing happening there. No. Moira won. But anyways, we'll be out to Eastern Canada. And so back to this hockey thing. I can tell you right now, these shows on American television won't be fielding text messages like I just did from Lyle in Toronto. And he says, at this point, Leafs fans should go into every season primed for disappointment. No goaltender, and an Ottawa team that's stacked. I'd predict the Leafs aren't even the best team in Ontario this year. (laughs) Can somebody check on Clark? I think he just fell over. That would be a good poll question, which incidentally, I will update the poll question here. Who is the best NHL team in Ontario? Look, I don't think Lyle's a Leaf fan, but maybe he is. Um, Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, what was that about gross hot dog beer guy? 
Well, and that goes back to Todd Pinkney, one of our P1 viewers, says, I was expecting Mike Richards to talk about the guy drinking his beer through a hot dog last night. <laughs> this happened at Yankee Stadium, right, guys? The guy bought a hot dog and a beer. Yeah, guy bought a hot dog and a beer. And from what I could see, I saw it. He took his straw and he poked it right through the hot dog. And then he pulled it out, hollowed out the inside of the hot dog. Then he stuck it in his beer and drank it like a straw. Oh, As a straw. No. It's on all the highlights. That's and I don't hot. know what's on TSN. I don't know what's on TSN Sports Center because I haven't watched it. But down here is top 10 stadium food stories. And clearly, Duke Williams of the Rough Riders would have probably made that with, uh, come on, let's us together come up with the top 10 stadium food all-time moments. Duke Williams eating nachos in Edmonton two Saturdays ago. Excited to say that I was there. Terrell Owens scoring a touchdown, grabbing the popcorn from the fan in the front row, eating the popcorn. John Gott, Ottawa Red Black Center, taking a beer from a fan. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. John Gott doing that. Elam watching on YouTube says, that's epic. <laughs> Rod Monroe, that's your dad, Clark. He's watching. He says, too much information on the hot dog, Rod. Gross. What are you talking about? It was on national television. What's gross about it? Nothing gross about it at all. From Ryan in Toronto, he says, I love that segment with Mike. Fragile is an interesting way to describe a team, and now I'm thinking about which teams are fragile in other leagues. Oof. Okay, topic for next hour, okay? Moose will be back with us, and Jim Lang, too. Stick around after this on Game Plus. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 